0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Keto Number 1 podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, your keto EMT. And it is good to be back here to talk, discuss, and to go over uh, the ketogenic lifestyle, healthy living, and also making informed choices based off of um, these discussions so that way you can live a healthy, happy life. Yeah, so we're going to get into it. So it's been a minute since we've talked. I've done some live episodes that I've streamed to my YouTube, Facebook pages, and everything like that, but I'm going to not do those anymore, at least for the foreseeable future. Um, It was a good experiment. It yielded some fantastic results, great feedback during the episodes, especially when I was interviewing um, some awesome individuals that were giving their expertise into the fields and everything like that, so... Man, if you ever have a chance to go to it, check out Keto Number One podcast on YouTube, and definitely look at those episodes that are there uh, as well. So, without further ado, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right on into it. Um, over the time that we've had this podcast now for, this makes three years since Keto Number One podcast has been in existence, and I'm more than thankful and appreciative for everybody being here, um, supporting continuing to listen, sharing the information uh, that I do give. And just as I said, these these thoughts and opinions are mine and mine alone. If I happen to be harsh, I'm just coming from a place out of love and support. And I just want everybody to live a healthy healthy life. Um, in that time period, I have changed my position on some things because, you know, given my career field at that time and the things that I was doing, things will work for me as I've gotten older. It's only been three years, but three years makes a huge difference in your body's metabolism and everything. So I've learned that I'm going to have to, you know, adjust what I have to do so that we one week I can continue <clears throat> to, to live a healthy and happy life. So, as I said before, I'm going right into it. The discussion for today is going to be cooking oils. You know, which are the good ones, which are the bad ones, and also why are they bad? Um, in the ketogenic lifestyle, people say, the biggest thing people say is, okay, well, what can I not eat? You know, I, I've heard with keto is you can't eat a whole bunch of stuff. And there are things, and I tell people, I say, yeah, there are things that you cannot eat, but there are even more so things that you can't. I said, but it's not so much much about the things you can't eat, but the things that you can't eat, you've been eating already, but it's also how you prepare them. Keywords, how you prepare your food. You know, you are what you eat, you are with what you put in your body and how it's produced and how it's put in there. So it goes everywhere from the types of foods that you put in your body, the types of vegetables, the types of meat, whether it be GMO, hormone or grass-fed beef. Or, you know, pasture-raised eggs or, you know, Kerrygold, butter, you know, those grass-fed things, but even more so the oils. <clears throat> you know, a lot of the time they just think that, you know, because packaging has, you know, the heart health thing. Oh, this may help reduce your cholesterol. All oh, this is heart safe. And this is this, this is this. That these things are actually good for you, which is not, not true. Not true at all. So we're going to go into, um, we're going to go into class about it. So before we get into the bad things, yeah, let's just get into the bad things first. The worst types of oils that you can get are just the same way as the worst types of foods that you can get are the cheapest ones that you can purchase. And usually those are going to be your canola oils, your vegetable oils, uh, soybean, and even using like margarine or butter substitutes or anything like that. Um, So we're going to go into it. So I'm not without resources for you all to look at. If you guys go to healthyeatsreal.com, they have an article. I believe this is from um, July of 2018, and it was updated July 6th of 2019 when you type in the the worst cooking oils. They have an article where it says, Worst cooking oils that you think are healthy but aren't. And the number one thing that they say on this page is, you know, inflammation is the root of disease. The root of these diseases, is including heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, metabolic disease, cancer, and more, is inflammation. So, one of the most important things you can do for your health is lower inflammation to avoid things like this. What causes it? Oils, high omega 6, fatty acids, lack of sleep, chemicals, and clean products, etc. blah, 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 blah. blah. And then it breaks down, what are omega-6 fatty acids? And what do they have to do with omega? Uh, excuse me, with uh, inflammation? Omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids are completely different. They're poly, polyunsaturated fats. They do play a part and role in cellular functions in our bodies, but when they get out of balance, it can lead to a whole lot of health problems. So you have to understand why omega-6 fats cause inflammation. So we've got to talk to the importance of the ratio from omega-6 to omega-3. Okay? Excessive amounts of omega-6 polyunsaturated fats, do a high in in a very high omega-6 omega-3 ratio, is found in today's Western diets, promote pathogens. Excuse me, pathogenesis of many diseases, including cardiovascular diseases, cancers, and inflammatory autoimmune diseases. Whereas increased levels of omega-3, experts, uh, whereas the increased levels of omega-3s, so increases of the Omega-6, now, this was from a 2008 scientific review, note, and that link is in the uh, actual page as well, okay? So, moving right along. I'm trying to get my stuff together. It's been a while since I've done this. So, one of the things that they say, a lot of the foods I eat. Contain heavy levels of omega-6 so like they re- they even recommend in this website uh, that it's just better to eat grass-fed beef eggs uh, uh, Pasture-raised uh, chicken and all that other stuff so that way you can avoid high levels of omega-6 Okay um, But it does say When I was going through this list One of the main, on their list, they say that grapeseed oil is one of the five worst cooking oils that aren't really healthy. I find it to be extremely healthy, but it's all in moderation when it comes to that. They say that the health of grapeseed oil and most other oils on the list are based off of misleading information. And it's about cholesterol and heart health. And they say that grapeseed oil is about 70% omega-6 fatty acid, which they say is way too many. And they said that it does cause, you know, too many omega-6s cause inflammation, which is the true cause of heart disease and can lead to lead other problems like cancer and autoimmune disorders, okay? Because when that oil oxidizes, it creates free radicals, which also leads to cancer, inflammation, and hormonal imbalance, and thyroid damage. damage. And they go on further to say that cold-pressed seed oil may not be harmed during the process, but it's still high in omega-6. And I'll go over the differences between you know, when they talk about refined oils and cold press, they're, they're night and day when it comes to their effectiveness and even more so their health uh, properties when it comes to that. But I'm going to go over that um, and after a while. Um, they say at the end of it, half saying that grapeseed oil is on their list. that it says it's not going to kill you if you use a bit of grapeseed oil here and there, but it's not an oil that you should be using all the time as your primary cooking. Grapeseed oil, straight straightforward, is an oil that you use in high heat. I've you it using in sautéing vegetables, you know, pan searing and stuff like that. You're not going to deep fry food in grapeseed oil. At least I've never heard of that before. But just use primarily in just pan frying, searing, sautéing things, things in that regards because you use it in high heat. So moving on past that, I think that was completely preposterous. So we're just going to move past that one to one of the real, realist ones. And that's canola oil. Okay. And to "To create canola oil, one must take crude oil that has been heat extracted from rapeseeds to refine, bleach, and deodorize it. And the fact that canola oil is processed under high heat causes it to go rancid which then creates the need for industrial carcinogenic bleaches and deodorizers like hexane. So even though it's created, even though the rapeseeds that canola oil is made from contain omega-3, these fatty acids are fragile and are subject to oxidation through heating. Okay? That heating, that refining it. I'm saying going to break down it when it comes to this heat heat refined and all this other stuff like that it does damage to cooking oils okay and then they say right here if you look at the label of a flaxseed oil bottle it'll say not to heat it but like they mentioned before cold pressed oils are that are not heated in the factory with chemicals are still fragile oils they oxidize and become rancid when you cook with them but beyond all of, all of that um the fact that they have canola oil being heat treated so that way it's refined that way and then they have to use industrial carcinogenic bleaches and deodorizers and it lets you know straight up fact and point they're not good for you. They're not. Okay? The next, the next couple that I have are vegetable oil and soybean oil. Now although these oils sound good and they Natural, because they are made with vegetables, 99% of the bottle, 99% of the time, the bottle of vegetable oil is just soybean oil. And as I've told you all before, make sure that you read the ingredients when you look at these bottles. You'll likely see at least one ingredient on those vegetables that say soybean. Now, soybean soybean oil is approximately 54% omega-6s, which is too much omega-6 and can lead to inflammation. Health issues. Okay. Soy is something that should be is best best to be avoided and least reduced in consumption and less fermented, like in soy sauce. But soy period is high in phytic acid and, and trypsin inhibitors, which means that it blocks the absorption of many vitamins, minerals, and proteins. So again, vegetable oil, soybean oil, not good. Now, for those who like We're going to skip the number four and go to number five on here because I just want to touch the oils before I touch this last stuff. Uh, Corn oil. Corn is not a vegetable, corn is a grain. Okay? Now, corn oil has 58% omega 6 fatty acids. Again, too high and can lead to inflammation. And the last one that I'm going to go over when it comes to this one is margarine or, you know, butter substitutes that even have vegan ones like Earth Balance, okay? Margarine is just high in trans fats. They contribute to heart disease. You know, they say that people nowadays in this article are wise to the dangers of trans fats, but nobody reads labels. Nobody reads labels. Nobody understands what trans fats are, okay? These butter substitutes like margarine, smart balance, earth balance, I can't believe it's not butter, um, mix of canola and soybean oils, okay? And just as I was just saying, soybean oil, too high in omega-6, which leads lead to inflammation, canola oil is highly processed and treated with chemical deodorizers and solvents, okay? These are not good. A lot of people think that they're eating healthy, but they're saying, oh, well, I'm not just using, you know, I'm using butter. And I ask them, okay, so what butter are you using? And they're like, oh, I'm using earth balance. I'm like, that's not butter, that's margarine. Smart balance, like, that's margarine. No, these are butter. I'm like, read the, read the container. Read the ingredients. What on here do you see that says butter? No, these are a mixture of oils. These are a mixture of oils. So you're doing nothing but using You know, um, using oils, you know, being tricked to think that these these oils are actually something (laughs) good for you. Here, I'm trying to go ahead and go to the ingredients. I'll pull it up Smart Balance. Well, this is weird. You go into the website so today. Oh, there it is. Vegetable. Okay, so the first thing that you see here on here it says the first ingredient is a vegetable oil blend. So it has a canola oil, palm oil, olive oil. Then it has water. Then less than two percent of salt, flaxseed oil. Monoglycerides, natural artificial flavors, sunflower, lectin, vitamin A, vitamin D3, beta-carotene, potassium sorbate, lactate, lactic acid, calcium, bisodium to preserve freshness. There's nothing in here it's, <laughs> that is healthy. And it's not even called a butter. It's called buttery spread. Seriously. It's buttery spread. And that's directly from the Smart Balance website. So we're going to look if I can't believe it's not butter. And I'm serious people, don't believe me when I tell you this stuff. Go in here and do the research. Do the research. You need to take considerable care of your health. You need to know exactly what's going on. Now the ingredients for, I can't believe it's not butter, because it's not butter, people. Purified water, soybean oil, palm, and palm kernel oil. Salt, lectin, which is soy, natural flavor, vinegar, vitamin A, palmitate, beta-carotene. Nothing in here is healthy. But yet they sell it. Certified as a heart-healthy food by the American Heart Association. Rich in omega-3s. 70 less saturated fat than butter, 40% fewer calories than about 0% trans fat, no artificial flavors or preservatives. It says no artificial flavors, but it has natural flavors, which is an artificial flavor. And we can go into the whole conspiracy deal talking about the the American Heart Association certifying and all these big companies certifying things, just so that way one... They can make a buck off of it, and then people's health goes to shit. Man. They don't care. But that's a whole, whole numbers, different type of situation. Whole different types of situation. Okay. So, you heard the thing where it talks about, you know, the right types of oils. You know, we're gonna touch the good oils in just a second. But that right there gave you a whole list. Vegetable oil, corn oil, soybean oil, canola oil, all of these things in the supermarkets, you see them. They're huge. On that hour has all the baking and stuff like that. Those part of the section is the biggest section. You have so many different varieties of oils to choose from. Same thing over in the butter section. You have so many varieties of quote unquote air quotes. Butter to truth from. None of them are are healthy. None of them are healthy. They're not good for us. They cause inflammation. They cause these health issues. These are known. These have been scientifically proven. I have got to be reading some of it for for you with that. But research it yourself. Go in there and do the research of it and see the issues with these oils. How they how they're how you know how the chemical breakdown of these things cause. Inflammation. And I know with the black community, when we fry fish, oh yeah, grandma, everybody, get that canola oil, get that, you know, vegetable oil, that corn oil, and they fry their fish. And it's all that is being permeated into that fish. And for those who are way, way, way back in the day, like myself, you know, my mama used Crisco. (laughs) You know, and that's not even really. And that's not even really a oil. That's, it's, it's, it's an oil. It is an oil. I take that back. It is a oil because they have a blends oil, canola oil, an omega-3-DH, a frying oil blend, pure canola oil, pure vegetable oil. But we had, back in the day, we got the shortening. You know, we got the shortening. Okay, in the ingredients to that shortening, soybean oil, full, fully hydro, hydrogenated palm oil, palm oil. Mono and TbHQ, and citric uh and citric acid for antioxidants. What is TbhQ? Turt butylhydrohydroquinone. Ooh, it's a common food additive used as a fat antioxidant to decrease to increase the shelf life of fat products. Ugh. Okay, I didn't even know that I was putting that in my body. But then again, it goes to the product information. 50% less saturated fat, than shortening. Excellent source of ALA omega 3 omega fatty acids contains 710 milligrams of ALA per serving, which is 44% of the daily value. And this has seen nutrition information for fat and saturated fat content, it's gluten-free and it's kosher. You know, not intended to use as a spread. But yeah, in a warning, shortening will catch fire if it's overheated, but that's going into more of the details of all that other types of stuff enough with that because we're going i'm not going to do a full hour and a half long still of all of this information i just want to make sure i got you this information because one well, we haven't talked in a while and i want to make sure to let you know that i'm still here all right so the best keto friendly cooking oils we are going to touch this next and then we're going to go into the details of how the oils are prepared and why it's good for you okay so the best one I would say, and on this list, this is the list that I got from a website called Healthline.com. Okay, this article, let me see, when was this article done? Either way, if you go to Healthline.com and you search, you know, six best keto-friendly cooking oils and five to avoid, this is going to be right here for you. First one is the number one, and I feel like this is the best one because it's my favorite, is coconut oil. Coconut oil is a unique plant-based oil made from coconut flesh. It's solid at room temperature because of its high saturated fat content, which is typically only seen in animal fats. This oil has a relatively low smoke point, which is the temperature at which oil begins to smoke, which is 350 degrees. And as such, it is more suitable for baking and low-heat cooking rather than high-heat cooking like frying or stir-frying. They say that, however, one Drawback of coconut oil than parts a coconut taste of foods that are cooked with. These usually have slightly sweet smell and slightly sweet taste, which really is not an issue. Um, and they say on here that found um, that coconut oil consumption results in a significantly higher LDL, co- which is the rock, compared to consuming non-tropical vegetable oils. Okay, so this one is kind of weird when it talks about that. I wonder who, who, who paid them off when it came to that. Uh, I went to the American Heart Association journals.org. Uh, look who had a hand in that BS. But anyway, I disagree with that part right there because it says additionally one review found that coconut oil consumption is significantly high. That one with the American Heart Association, of course you saw them be having their stamp on the butter substitutes, which are heavily high in palm oil, kernel kernel oil, and all the other bad crap that's in there. Of course, they're going to say that it's bad, even though they stamp their names to bad products. That's wow. That's funny. Okay. Um, number two on their side is olive oil. Olive oil is made from oil, pressed from olives, which are naturally high in fat. It's widely considered one of the healthiest oils available and possibly even one of the healthiest foods overall. Um, so when you're looking for extra olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, I would always, they say right here, look at the way that it's processed. Okay? Cold pressed. Cold pressed. And that's the same for coconut oil as well. Cold pressed. All right? Cold press. Cold pressed. That's going to be key. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Next, number three is avocado oil. It's made from pressed avocados. Another <clears throat> another excellent oil choice because avocados are like the best form of healthy fats. It has rich nutty flavor that complements sauteed and pan-fried foods, which is a high smoke point. And they say, well, you know, one of the things that it comes... To um, comes from avocados. It's, 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 it's highly expensive and everything like that. But, you know, the, the healthier things are going to be more expensive to you because, one, you're not going to use a whole lot of it all the time. Uh, and one of the things that I need to go back to, um, give me just a minute. Here's one of the, I didn't, I didn't do this. I need to fix this before we go further. The health benefits from these oils. Okay. The health benefits from these oils. Uh, Give me just a moment. So I'll, I'll rewind. I'll rewind. So, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, so, one of the main benefits from coconut oil it has it has an acid they called lauric acid. It's a type of saturated fat fi- found in coconut oil, and this oil contains the highest levels of lauric acid in a natural source. Studies so is shown that lauric acid travels to the liver and is converted into energy instead of being stored in your body as fat, which could potentially help in weight loss. But more information is needed to confirm about how this is related. But the thing about it is oil that the lauric acid. I'm gonna go with another one in just a minute. Um, and this is from WebMD. It's improved skin and health, hair health. Um, because they do incorporate coconut oil into hair products and cosmetic stuff as well. Coconut oil has been found to be safe and effective moisturizer for conditions like cirrhosis, rough dry skin. condition coconut oil can decrease protein loss in your hair, improving your hair health. Okay? And it helps with co- cognitive function. Excuse me. Maurice, res- and that's one of the things that it does because with that cognitive function, it does help because it also has what is called MCTs. And I've discussed this in previous episodes, medium chain triglycerides. Um, that helps with your cognitive function, your focus, energy. All of these different things are some of the best benefits. Okay? Best benefits when it comes to having coconut oil, cooking with it, you know, using MCT oil when it comes, for the, the derivative of it. And putting it in your coffee, or you can use it on a salad spread or whatever. But coconut oil is fantastically good for you, okay. And I did touch olive oil <clears throat> as well. This is Healthline. Healthline.com again. It says 11 proven proven benefits. Okay. Of healthy of the of, of health benefits of olive oil. It's rich in healthy mono monounsaturated fats. Okay. 14% of the oil is a saturated fat, whereas 11 is polyunsaturated fat, such as omega-6 and omega-3. But the predominant fatty acid in olive oil is monounsaturated fat called olic acid, making up 73% of the total oil content. And studies suggest that olic acid reduces inflammation and may even have other beneficial effects on genes linked to cancer. <clears throat> okay? Monounsaturated unsaturated fats are quite resistant to high heat, making extra virgin olive oil a healthy choice for cooking. All right. Now, olive oil contains large amounts of antioxidants. Okay. Apart from the beneficial fatty acid, it contains modest amounts of vitamin E and K. Olive oil has strong anti-inflammatory properties as well. Chronic inflammation is thought to be the leading driver of diseases, such as cancer, heart disease, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, arthritis, and even obesity. Now, extra virgin olive oil can reduce inflammation, which may be one of the main reasons for its health benefits. The main anti-inflammatory effects are mediated by the antioxidants. Key among them is olecanthro. Which has been shown to work similarly to ibuprofen and anti-inflammatory drug. Another health benefit for olive oil is that it may help prevent strokes. Now, what are strokes? Strokes are caused by a disturbance of blood flow to your brain, either due to blood clots or bleeding. Now, in developed nations, stroke is the second most common cause of death right behind heart disease. And this relationship of, between olive oil and stroke has been studied extensively in a large review of studies in Approximately 841,000 people found that olive oil was one was the only source of monounsaturated fat associated with the reduced risk of stroke and heart disease. Okay. In another review of 140,000 participants, those who consumed olive oil were at a much lower risk of stroke than those who did not. Now, those studies came from PubMed Central. Okay. PubMed Central, but definitely there are definitely, definite definite definitely definite health benefits to uh, olive oil. Moving right along, some of the health benefits for avocado oil are as follows. Uh, let me get myself Now, potential health benefits of avocado oil, that is a heart-healthy oil, high high in oleic acid, which is an unsaturated fat. It contains vitamin E and also helps the body absorb other fat-soluble vitamins, okay? It does help lower cholesterol. It's a good source of monounsaturated fat, which has been linked to reducing LDL cholesterol and increasing HDL. Okay, so the LDL is the bad cholesterol, and HDL is the good one. Okay, so avocado oil is high in the good fats. Okay, helps lower blood blood pressure. So similar to olive oil, excuse me, similar to olive oil, avocado oil uh, has a high amount of oleic acid, which has been shown to lower blood pressure, and it does help improve um, heart health as well. Um, It helps lower cholesterol and blood pressure. But avocado oil may be able to help reverse the inflammatory process associated with with that cardiovascular risk. Uh, One study um, says that one study found that rats were fed sugar and given a supplement of avocado oil were less likely to suffer cardiac events who were fed sugar without the supplement. Sugar being the number one enemy in the world anyway. It does help with eye and skin health. Contains lutein and vitamin E, both of which are important for eye, good eye and skin health. Lutein in particular, and I pronounced it wrong, just forgive me, is known to protect against age-related uh, macular disease, which can vision impairment, and even blindness. Okay? So, I just wanted to at least cover some of these great health benefits from... Um, from these as well, okay. Um, it does go on for the self line website that it has butter, key, and animal fats, but I, I this is mainly talking about oils. I did, even though I did talk about uh, butter. The, the, the main ones that I say are the ones that are grass-fed. The grass-fed butters, okay. What is the grass-fed situation is? Literally coming from cows who eat grass, not corn or wheat or anything like that to help bulk them up, but it's primarily just grass fed. Okay, let me go into some of the products and I'll go into the Irish Gold, excuse me, the Kerrygold Pure Irish uh, butter. Okay. And guess what the and guess what the ingredients are folks? Pasteurized cream and salt. That's it. No crazy oils and all this other stuff. It is simply put. Pasteurized cream and salt. It is all natural butter. It's a little bit on the expensive side, but you're not using it like crazy. You know, provides great flavor, great taste, doesn't feel heavy on you, doesn't cause a whole bunch of just craziness. It's good stuff. Point blank, period. Everything else had all these hydrogenized oils, canola oil, palm oil, you know, mono monoglycerides and everything like that. This is just simply straight up pasteurized cream and salt. And then there's an unsalted version to where there's just nothing but pasteurized cream. Simply put, why can't all foods and everything like that be this simple? But hey, I digress. we right along. (laughs) Okay? So, we talked about the bad oils. We talked about the good oils. But I also did mention how these oils are prepared makes the world of difference. Okay? Uh, From the website, naturesbox.in, and the blog where they talk about. This is from July of 2022. What makes cold-pressed oils better than regular oil? Okay? That talks about the right oil matters for bright health. You know, healthy meal matters most for a healthy body. And the Oil is based ingredient that goes into every dish. Using the right oil can go a long way in making your daily healthy meal be tasty. Okay? Healthy oil must have a balance of three fats. Three fatty acid three fatty acids monounsaturated fatty acids polyunsaturated fat uh, fatty acids and saturated fatty acids refined oils strip off the natural nutrients and can increase the risk of diseases and obesity hence it is important to make a mindful choice when it comes to these using these for healthy cooking okay here's where cold pressed oils help they are directly drawn from nuts and or seeds using traditional method of extraction, which does not involve any refining process or heat treatments, okay? Now, what is a cold pressed oil, okay? Cold pressed oils are obtained from the seeds like round nuts, sesame, sunflower, which are pressed with steady and moderate pressure without any heat treatments to extract the oil, also known as virgin oil or cold drawn oil. This oil is extracted using traditional method by crushing the seeds at room temperature without applying heat. If heat is applied, the natural ingredients get depleted. There are a lot of health benefits of cold press oils as they retain most of the antioxidants essential for good health and prevent chronic ailments. Okay. Now, like I said before, refined oils you lose a lot of nutrients. Okay. They use high-heat chemical solvents which can cause damage, bio- which can damage bioactive compounds present in the oil. And the process might give a better yield in terms of quantity. Like you can get a whole bunch of it. It may appear attractive. But acetic acid and bleaching soda is sometimes used to refine it. An external heat of nearly 200 degrees Celsius can destroy precious nutrients and acids, vitamins, and minerals. Now, when they add these bleaching sodas and acetic acid, what do they? What do those do? Create carcinogens. Okay, they create carcinogens. Okay, cold pressed oils retain those natural properties. Okay, they retain the natural nutrients, texture, aroma, and it, it does take longer time. It doesn't yield as much, but it is the most safest, and it comes out to be the healthiest. Oils, okay, so the benefits, like I said, free from chemicals, refined oils, okay, rich in antioxidants, you know, the presence of antioxidants, as I stated before, they help reduce cell damage in the body, and they have anti-inflammatory and healing properties, They're good for the heart. Copress oils, you possess omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids, which help get rid of bad cholesterol. <clears throat> They're high in nutrition. They have, they're usually a huge source of zinc, vitamins A, C, E, and D. <clears throat> Excuse me. And there are different types of, of uh, cold-pressed oils. I did mention some of them, but I'll go over some of the main ones, okay? Cold-pressed coconut oil. Okay? Their healing properties include these things. The healing, the presence of lauric acid, has an antiviral effect on the body. Coconut oil boosts metabolism, immunity, and promotes healthy hair and skin. Cold-pressed sesame oil, great source of omega-3, 6, and 9, highly effective for treating arthritis and lowering cholesterol. Cold-pressed olive oil helps in lowering the risk, the risk of heart disease, asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and cancer. It also supports gut health which is mainly the way your body digests and processes food. This oil is ideal for salad dressing. It is not ideal for cooking curries as it has a low smoking point, okay? So that's just breaking down the importance of those cold-pressed oils, having the ability to... Keep those nutritional values that are in. You can't cold press corn oil, you can't cold press vegetable oil, you can't cold press canola, you can't cold press these things because there is no nutritional value in these. None. They're processed in high heat because they want to get as much quantity of this crap out to you. And that's why they, they have so many different varieties and vari- you know, variables, variants, and blends. And they're all affordable and cheap. The affordable things for you, the ones that are super, super cheap and easy to get are not the healthiest things for you. And they know these things, but they pay these big companies like the American Heart Association to go ahead and sign off on them saying that, oh, yeah, you know, we help do this and help do this. But no, you have bleaching agents and everything in there that produce carcinogens. So you may be low on sodium, but you're, you know, messing up my my body, to where I'm going to develop cancer down the line and develop obesity and have inflammation and have all these other issues. But you're cheap, you're affordable, you're easy to get. I can fry fish and french fries and do all this stuff with it. One of the healthiest things that I've, that I've done, and I've done this while I'm on keto, so everybody just, why, is that I have cut my own potatoes, myself on the cutting board, and I fried them in coconut oil. And I can say that that was some of the best-tasting French fries that I have ever made, ever. Tasted amazing. Felt good. Didn't sit heavy. And even though they say don't do it in high heat and everything like that, I'm sorry. I did it. I was curious. And I did it. It wound up being very, very good. Tasted great. Kids loved it. I loved it to the pill. I ate it. Ain't ain't been perfect in a minute, but I'm still a work in progress. But the importance of having these things readily available. Get rid of the cooking oil. I'm sorry, get rid of the corn oil. Get rid of the vegetable oil. Get rid of the canola oil. Get these things out of your houses. Do not prepare your food to this stuff, people. I don't care how long you've been doing it. I don't care if that's how grandmama them, mama them, auntie them. I don't care how they did it. The medical situation, the medical situation, disparities in healthcare treatment, and my still work in the healthcare setting hasn't changed. It's still consistent with what's going on. People are eating horribly, which causes all these underlying issues, high blood pressure, diabetes, congestive heart failure, you know, all these things, obesity and everything like this, is indicative, indicative to the to health crisis, which is, which is in America. I know too many patients who are diabetics, still even now interview them, talk to them and everything, like that help them with what they have going on. And then it's the same thing. You know, when the doctors go over and they say, okay, we well, need to do healthy eating, you know, we you know, we're gonna come up with a nutritional plan for you so that way one you can get your A one C down and everything like that. And I saw one patient I was walking out the door <clears throat> with her and I was like, she was like, Yeah, they got me on a nutrition plan. I said, So no more sugar and carbs, huh? And she was like, I don't know if I can do it she says says, it's just so good it's been ingrained into me i said so which is more important enjoying the taste and the flavor at the cost of your health or giving up something that may be hard to do but you can say that you'll live and enjoy your days more after the fact and she says never nobody's ever put it to me like that i said do you love yourself enough to give up something so that way you can live and enjoy life better? She says, of course. I said, so giving up sugar and carbs should be a small sacrifice for a better quality of life. <clears throat> but now that you have the whole inflation of the market, you know, food costing much, eggs costing you much, uh, a whole lot. You know, you can't really get a whole bunch of groceries now you know, for what you pay for. Hell, $150 used to fill up my grocery cart. It barely fills it up a third. Barely. And that's all with healthy items. You know, it doesn't do that anymore. With inflation and the way the things are going on in the world, it's not going to get any easier. So I understand that people have to make sacrifices and they have to eat what they can afford to give versus what they know that they need to have to do things, especially parents who have to make these hard decisions trying to find meals that are good for you and good for the children and that lasts, you know, that lasts for the week or lasts for, you know, two weeks depending on how your money is and what's available to you. But the number one thing that we do when we prepare foods, a lot of times we use oils. You know, outside of going for the grass-fed beefs, adding definitely your vegetables, especially your deep, deep, leafy green vegetables, your cabbage, your Brussels sprouts, your kale, your greens, you know, having those part of a healthy meal. Preparing that chicken. You ain't got to use um, regular flour. You can use almond flour, you know, do your egg wash and everything like that It's still pan-fried in olive oil, you know, or grapeseed oil for high heat. Or hell, you can even do it in coconut oil if you have to. But preparing your meals the best way possible, especially being armed with this information on going for cold, pressed oils, going for these things that are healthily based for you, have the nutritional value for you, versus them refining them just so that way they can get a whole bunch of crap out there to serve to you, to contribute to the health issues that are going on in the world. The American Heart Association is the biggest contributor to the death of patients that are out. Because they align themselves with so many different companies that don't produce healthy items. Them, the American Diabetes Association, all these damn associations they give you everything. But they snap on it, saying that it's healthy, knowing damn well it isn't. But people don't read. People do not read. If you can know more about what's going on in the fashion world, if you know more about what's going on in sports don't know anything, what's going on with your elected officials or what people are putting in food, you're putting yourself at a huge disadvantage. Your health is the number one thing that nobody is going to take care of for you. i repeat that again. Your health is the number one thing that nobody is going to take care of for you. You have to do it. There are no instruction manuals on how to take care of your health. Just like there are no instruction manuals on how to understand your insurance or for Medicare patients to understand their insurance. There are no instruction manuals. They just give you stuff and then they say, good luck. The school system doesn't teach you about proper health. They teach you the food pyramid, which is a bunch of bullshit. It's been debunked that the food pyramid is a bunch of bullshit. But you have to do the work. Nobody's going to do it for you. I took it upon myself to make this podcast three years ago because I felt that there was a need because people were asking questions on how do I do this? How do I improve my life? How do I improve my overall health? How do I do this? I don't know where to start. I had to dig and find it. I had to do a lot of trial and error. I'm doing a lot of error right now, but I know what needs to be done. Given that information, given the information that you have, you have the, now you have the tools to make informed decisions about your health so that way you can improve yourself. Okay? You can do these things. You can. It's doable. It is doable. All right. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I just want to make sure that I got this content out to you today. I do appreciate everybody for continually being patient, continually listening, continually supporting. Whether out verbally or not, you know I, I know I have my dedicated followers, and dedicated few that constantly support me and ask me when I'm putting out new content. I'm sorry that it took so long to get some new content out to you, but here it is. It's not in the best sense because I'm recording this completely different. Um, I got a completely different setup right now, and until uh, the time seems appropriate, it'll be it'll be completely audio um, as of right now. But, uh, if you do love what you hear please make sure that you subscribe to wherever you listen to this podcast to. Uh, if you do have questions about what you hear you can always email me at keto911podcast.gmail.com I want to have to field any questions that I have provide you resources as well so that we want you can continue to make informed decisions about your health and growth if you feel like donating to the Keto911podcast you can hit my cash app at Dollar sign AZS PBS 1914. Again, that is dollar sign A Z S P PBS 1914. Um, so that way I can upgrade my equipment so that way I can get back to doing things live with you all and uh, continue to improve the experience as well. You can catch this podcast now on, this is no longer anchor at Spotify for podcasters. Um, Breaker Pocket Cast. I'm on iTunes. I'm on iHeartRadio now. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, or wherever um, you stream your podcast from. But definitely give me, give give your boy feedback on um, on what you take away from this information today. So as I always say, people will never remember in time. People will forget your name. They'll forget what you look like, they'll forget the clothes you wear, but they'll never forget the positive impact that you made on your life. This is one of many things that I live by and I go and I go with every single day. Whether or not people remember me by my name and my face, I'd rather, remember, I'd rather be remembered by the good deeds that I've done for people and I hope that I've enriched the lives of just a few people. If I have, I've done exactly what I've come out to do. Thank you all again for tuning in to the Kid Number 1 podcast. I am your host, Daniel, with Keto EMT, and until next time.